This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, welcome back to uh, AusBiz, Australia's only live streaming Business and Markets channel, it's just gone midday, Eastern Daylight Time. Great to have your company as we kick off the Thursday edition of The Call. What a day it is, as Sam and Scotty were telling you in the previous hour. Markets taking an absolute hammering after that horrible lead from Wall Street overnight. Basically down across the borders. Investors around the world getting really nervous about potential Um, lockdowns as a result of the spike in the coronavirus cases overseas, particularly in Europe. Um, German market down 4% overnight. US market down, uh, what, uh, just under 3%. But um, Germany has uh, decided to close its cafes, restaurants, bars, looking at reducing uh, access to work. So uh, a lot of very nervous investors out there after um, Europe had a wonderful summer, probably a bit too much, and uh, now they're paying for it in terms of spikes throughout Europe and the UK. So that's weighing on the market today. But of course, in this next hour, the call is all about uh, looking at 10 stocks that you've suggested we have a look at and we put them to our expert panel for, uh, for adjudication, if you like, what you should be doing in regard to them. Today, delighted to have Carl Kapolinga from uh, Think Markets with us from Perth. Carl, uh, morning to you. Um, how's beautiful Perth today? Uh, as, as you say, it's beautiful. Yes, beautiful warm day over here. So I'm uh, going to finish this session and head down to Scarborough Beach straight after oh, this. Oh, excellent. Are you a bit of a swimmer? Uh, yeah, no, look, absolutely. Um, I love love the beach and it's uh, not far away from where, where I am and um, yeah. it's going to be perf- perfect Good. down there today. Good. Um, what have you seen the market this week? What's uh, what's caught your attention, and in terms of sentiment? A succinct explanation of what's going on there at the start, David. So we went from focusing on what's happening locally, um, you know, federal budget, which appeared to be uh, quite stimulatory, um, quite positive. Uh, we basked in the warmer afterglow of that budget for a little while. And then, unfortunately, the realities of everywhere outside of Australia, uh, unfortunately, have struck home. So uh, maybe the US election, I mean, that that took a lot of focus. Um, uh, well, investors had a lot of focus on that. Maybe we, we didn't see uh, those uh, COVID case counts rising or, or, or the importance in that. But um, clearly, that's, uh, that's where investors are looking at at the moment. Um, it's it's not a fantastic situation, but it's also not unusual for uh, in crises such as as these. And I, and I, and I think back to the GFC, uh, where we we get uh, a reemergence of of whatever uh, was was sending us down in the first place. And then we go back and we test those uh, lows. Uh, the, you know, we might go to back test those March lows. And I think the important thing will be what happens uh, when when we get there. I hope we don't get all the way down there, and uh, hopefully we can. Uh, 
make a low well above those lows and then push higher. So yeah. um, the, the price the price will give us the story. Um, if we if we start plummeting now, we take out those lows, we are in a serious serious crisis. Mm. Um, but if, if we come back on this new negative sentiment, find our bottom and then head back up, I think we can actually put uh, that that major low behind us. And and, and ah. I think the the, the the world and the okay. market will start to look forward and not to uh, you know not 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 backwards. Okay, really interesting time. Also joining us, Chris McDonald from uh, Morgan's. Chris, how are you, mate? Hey, how, I'm well. How are you seeing this week on the market? Are you, are you yeah, getting a bit it's, jittery? It's, I'm not getting jittery. I think it was quite predictable. Uh, markets are very good at dealing with bad news. Yeah. Actually, really good. Really good at dealing with good news. Yeah. Uh, they don't deal quite so well with uncertainty. And when we've got uh, the re-emergence of COVID in Europe and the US, plus the uncertainty around the election is just too much to handle. So right. people have had a great run, particularly in the US. They're booking a lot of profits, happy to hide in treasury uh, notes for a week. Yeah. Can always come back when they know uh, what rules they're playing uh, in for the next four years. So yeah. I do see a tsunami of money coming back once we're through this right. election. So, so what do you say to clients who sort of ring you up this morning and go, yeah. Oh God, there's so much volatility in the market at the moment, down another 800 points last night. Yes. What do you say to them, to put it in perspective? Well, I think we do have this ultimate put in the market at the moment because we're effectively globally now at negative real interest rates, if you include inflation even here. So it's forcing the marginal investor off the sidelines to put money to work yeah. and it's equities or property. So with property uncertain, it's really equities. So for people I'm saying sort of for now, just let's just sit back for a couple of days. We'll see how it settles. I uh, had a few nibbles on some blue chips today, but I'd rather look at Monday. We've got a lot can happen in three days, particularly <laughs> over a weekend. That's right. Yeah. I think the market then will turn up on Monday and go, all right, well, by the end of this week, we should have a result in an election. In Australia, we'll get an interest rate cut uh, and hopefully we'll get some sort of response in uh, Europe from the ECB. So we've got a little bit of a put happening globally with central banks and moral hazard, they don't know what to do except shovel cash and neither yeah. do government. So while that is happening, I don't think we're gonna get what Carl okay. was talking about is a big sell-off all the way down to March. Right, yeah, let's, let's hope not on that. that that's interesting uh, and an interesting week or so ahead next week. Mm. Just gotta be on top of everything at the moment, doesn't yes. it? The world changes so quickly. That's why you're going to be watching Ausbiz because you get the very latest here. Put the plug in for the network. All right, uh, before we get into your 10 stocks, let's char uh, start with one that uh, uh, that I think has been in the news of the day. One that hasn't come up much here on the call. Interest, uh, Aussie FinTech or Alternative Lender, uh, Prosper, uh, came out with a trading update today reporting loan originations of $80 million in the September quarter up 265% uh, compa compared with the same time last year. Uh, Chief Executive uh, Greg Michelle uh, calling it encouraging to see signs of a steady yet modest increase in confidence amongst prosperous small business customers as they deal with the COVID-19 challenges. Um, Chris, what do you think of Prosper? Look, it's a very well-run business and it's meeting the market. So it's doing what a lot of the banks won't do and it's providing that cash flow assistance. So generally, yeah. small business will have a leading bank, one of the big four generally, but then they will use Prosper for their cash flow needs when they're buying a lot of product or things get a little bit yeah. tight while they're waiting for receivables. Uh, this is a business that is very well run. 
Uh, I think it's on a little bit of a recovery and it is benefiting from a lot of the government initiatives around lines of credit, et cetera, with small business. Uh, uh, the government's also providing a backstop for bad loans yep. where they will actually meet half of the loss. So that really plays into Prosper's game. Look, it is a risky sort of space, if you like. This is the marginal end, but they do recycle these uh, loans quite quickly. Yeah, and because they're, they're quite short term, aren't they? They are, and they're actually budgeted for 4 to 6% of loan loss. So they're actually mm. budgeting for bad loans. Right. So in that context, notwithstanding uh, the commentary around the market, I think there's probably some value in this business. And providing we get long-term mm. government support around small business, which it seems to be the case that we will, yeah. uh, it's probably good business and a good price there, particularly in the okay. low 70s, I think you can buy this. But right. not for the risk-averse investor. It is going to be volatile. Okay. Carl? Uh, yeah, look, I'm pretty similar to Chris on this one. I think you've got to have a lot of faith um, in this one going forward and therefore the risks are higher. It's, it, it's not a company that makes money at the moment. Um, if you look at FY19 to 20, it basically reduced its loss somewhat. So it's losing about $20 million a year. Um, you mentioned obviously the update today, they reported, uh, and, and if you've got a number like that, you'd report a 265% increase uh, in the turnover uh, in the quarter. But I do note that's off a very low base. So yeah. uh, the previous quarters, um, loan originations were about one sixth of what they were pre-COVID. Um, so I think that's a, it's a bit of a funny number, that one. But the market likes it today, it's up 2%. I'm glad you put the chart up actually, because we can see it's, a, it's an absolute flat line yeah. uh, since the, uh, since the the March low, which is not a great sign. And you can see before the March low is actually trending lower anyway. So pre-COVID, it wasn't doing so well. Uh, Post-COVID, clearly uh, the market's not seeing a lot of upside uh, and putting those two together, um, I, I can't see a lot of interest in the stock at the moment. So based on, on the fact that it's a flatline trend, I can't see a lot going on in the fundamentals to make me want to buy it. There's not a, there isn't a dividend yield there to keep me going in the meantime. Um, it's a pass from me. Okay. All right, um, uh, Carl, let's go to the other end of the financial services spectrum from a little fintech through to ANZ Bank uh, reported today cash profit down uh, 42%. Dominic wants a, a view on this, very timely, Dominic. Um, Bill Potter has come out and said uh, numbers in line with expectations. What do you think of, first of all, the ANZ result and uh, does it influence your view on on whether it's good buying at the moment? Uh, yeah, look, I think the result was la largely in line with our expectations as well. I don't think there were too many major surprises in there. Um, look, it, it, they're doing the best they can given the circumstances, I think. They remain well capitalised, so a pretty small hit to their tier one capital overall. I think that's a positive, so 11.4 uh, down to 11.3. And I think that's ahead of uh, most expectations, I'm going to say, and it's it's still ahead of the other four banks as well. So, uh, balance sheet, uh, balance sheet, not the balance sheet, the balance sheet remains strong. Um, they managed to uh, punch out a 35 cent dividend, which is probably lower end of expectations, so maybe a little bit disappointing there. Um, but otherwise, look, it, it was a it's, a it's a fairly solid result given the circumstances. So, if you look at the yield. Um, and taking into account the dividends they are going to be paying and probably going to be paying for the next six to 12 months. The yield's now about 3.2%. It is fully mm -hmm. franked. And it's not what it was, but it's not terrible either. Um, the PE is not challenging, not cheap. Um, 
So look, it, look. I, I think if you let, let, let's get let's cut to the chase. So I think if you've got it, I think you would definitely hang on to A, a and Z. I don't think there's any reason um, to, to panic at this stage about what's going on. They're well provisioned. So if anything, as we go on, if if if, if uh, you know locally here we're not as bad as overseas. So um, there's upside there because they are well provisioned. Um, so I definitely hang on to it. Would I buy it? I think that's the next question. Uh, I, I was a lot closer to buying it um, a few days ago when it was about to break through 20, because I think that would signal that the momentum's coming back in for, for the stock. Uh, around here, I'm probably just going to wait and see. Okay. And I, I think that's the story with, with a lot of stocks at the moment. It's just wait and see how this pullback plays out. Uh, there, there are going to be great buyers out there, but I think we're, 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 not, we're not there yet. Okay. Uh, Chris, what, 35 cent final dividend mm. uh, down from 80 this time last year, but um, still a dividend in this environment. What yes. do you think of the result in ANZ at the moment? Well, it's funny if we group the, the four banks, and I think now we can group in Macquarie, they all have yeah. different characteristics. Macquarie running their own race, uh, really, uh, we're in the naughty chair three or four years ago, and really banking infrastructure globally have done very, very well and seem to... Uh, uh, benefit from any pullback and then roll forward again. Yep. ANZ, probably I group in with NAB and Westpac, uh, sort of haven't really got that technology platform right like CBA has and therefore really underperformed. But out of those three, given these numbers, I'm probably the most comfortable out of ANZ. They, their impairments, credit impairments were lower than expected, still 2.7 billion. All of these banks are benefiting from government support. And I think if you can buy ANZ below $18, so that's the caveat that uh, sort of Carl was talking about. I'm a buyer, but I think we might get them a bit cheaper. Right. I think you'll see something like $22, $23 at some point in the next 12 months. So, right. uh, And also at that point, you're going to get a 5% gross yield, including the franking. And given cash next week is going to be close to zero, that's not bad. You can afford to wait it out at that point, owing yeah. ANZ below 18. So for me, I'm a buyer. Below, uh, below I'm greedy. 18 I want it a bit cheaper. Will you oh, buy it at this price? I think you can wait. I think there's a little bit more volatility to come in the next few days. Right. We saw a down day. I think there's been four or five down days, but there hasn't yeah. been that sense of... Uh, uh, grief yet in the market. You need to see a bit of pain, yep. and I just don't feel it yet. If we get pain okay. in the next few days, ANZ is one of those ones you buy. Okay, all right. Uh, now, Mark uh, wants to view Chris on Galaxy Resources, the big uh, lithium producer mm. uh, in Canada, Argentina, and Australia. It has yes. mines. Pretty big, isn't it? It is, and lithium's been quite the story. It's been quite the roller coaster ride for people. People have made and lost fortunes in this area of the market. <laughs> because lithium goes into elect electric cars and batteries, doesn't Correct. it? Correct. So when you have a price, you have a market response. We go and find yeah. more of it. And we've found a lot of it. And at the moment, the price in lithium is quite depressed. Right. Galaxy plays in the spodumene area, which is a concentrate. It's not a pure lithium, which oh. is even more punished. Right. Uh, but look, for the true believers, if you're willing to hold it for two or three years, uh, the demand for electric vehicles, particularly out of Europe, as yep. well as China and globally, is only going up. So I'm still a believer that the lithium price will turn over the next two years. There was some uncertainty when Tesla revealed a new technology to get it out of the ground cheaply. That knocked things off about a month ago. Yeah. But there has been a big mine shut in uh, WA recently from uh, Altura, I believe. So that's going to tighten up supply and that can only be good for all players, particularly Galaxy. So again, given the market uncertainty, I wouldn't rush out and buy it, but you buy it in a few tranches. So certainly, Mark, I think the uh, prospects for lithium uh, look a lot better and I think you can start buying at these levels. 
but buy in 10 cent increments. So maybe buy a little bit today or tomorrow and a bit yeah. 10 cents below and a bit 10 cents below, just to average in because as we've said, and we will all day today, markets are a bit jittery and, yeah. and it's this kind of second, third tier stock that's gonna get moved around a lot more yeah. on a sell off. So, so say you wanna put a hundred bucks into Galaxy, you'd do sort of 10 bucks today, um, yeah, 20 just, tomorrow, depending. Just and take your time. And again, you're looking to own this stock. It's not a trade. I yeah. think you need to pay a medium term uh, game on this. And uh, with the fall in lithium, it's wiped out a lot of those marginal right. producers, including one that just got mothballed this week. So uh, the strong mm. will survive. Galaxy is a good business. It's got diversified assets, a pretty good balance sheet. And if you look at that share price, it's been trying to recover there. Uh, and it's certainly been trending up from the March low. So buy on weakness on that stock. And I, I think over time, you're going to get a nice reward. Okay. Uh, Carl, what do you think of Galaxy? Yeah, look, I think Chris has pretty much hit all the key points on that one. It's one we have had a buy mm -hmm. note out on since uh, the end of August from about $1.20. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, investors, uh, viewers can head to the website and check out the buy note on that one. Um, so I'm happy to stick with it at this stage. It is a it is it's a bit of a conundrum this stock actually because um, it, it it's 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 got the um, it's got the reserves it's got the ability to produce, uh, but it's operating at about 50 to 60 percent of its capacity at the moment simply because those lithium prices are so bad. Uh, right. So it's glasses half full, glasses half bad. So glasses half full, glasses half empty. Uh, so if lithium prices take off again, they've got the ability to ramp up production and really take advantage of that. The question is when a lithium price is going to take off again. So um, I wish we could get a chart of lithium prices, but it's it's a it's a top left, bottom right sort of chart. It's flattened out over the last three to six months, which is encouraging because at least it's not going down anymore. Um, and, and look, maybe the, the the chart here of Galaxy is anticipating the next tick up. So um, yeah, we we we're, we're we're in it. We're happy to stay in it. Um, if you were mm -hmm. looking to buy. Chris is probably right. You might get a little bit of a discount over the next few days and uh, and maybe take advantage what of it. What was the one that um, Tesla bought into? Piedmont, was it? Piedmont Lithium. Piedmont yeah, Lithium. Piedmont now that, Lithium. That, yeah, now that one looks super interesting. So that's actually pulled back. Uh, gosh, I think I was on a few times ago, we talked about this one. Yeah. And I said that I'd, I'd let everybody know when it's pulled back to a, 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 the level I'm waiting for. And it actually got there yesterday. Um, so, you know, total, totally aside, but Piedmont Lithium actually hit my level yesterday. I can't see what it's doing today because I've got so many things going on for, right. for today's show, but um, uh, definitely keep an eye out on that one, yeah. So is, would you prefer Piedmont over Galaxy? Uh, I actually prefer uh, Linus Corporation over Galaxy. Um, so, so Linus is probably my top pick, Galaxy, and then uh, Piedmont's no. That, look, that's more of a speculative oh. play. We're a few years out from actually hitting production on that one, but that, that would be the spec if you had to go, uh, hey, if you wanted to get three lithium stocks in your portfolio, they're the three, they're the three right. I'd go for. Okay. That's a lot in your portfolio, three lithium. <laughs> that's a lot. Wow. Sure is. <laughs> that's not for the faint-hearted, let me tell you, Carl. All right, uh, Carl, Jimmy wants um, a view on Medical Developments International. Um, now, they, they have a, an emergency pain relief and respiratory products, don't they? Penthrox, I think, is the... Um, um, is the, the procedure there a fast-acting trauma and emergency pain relief? It's got a few fans, this one. Yeah, correct. So it's the, it's the old green whistle that you see on Bondi Rescue. Yeah. Uh, when somebody's... Uh, in, inevitably, every show, somebody dislocates their shoulder, don't they? And they yep. give them the old uh, green whistle, and that's what it's about. And um, look, it's, it's, uh, that, that's probably the, their, their main uh, gig. It's, uh, 
it's, it's a large part of their, their earnings. They do have some other um, products in, in asthma, um, oxygen delivery and resuscitation, respirators and breathing monitors and, uh, and the rest. Um, they're operationally doing pretty well. So um, full year 20 sales at an all-time high, up by 61%. Obviously, um, COVID is, is a tailwind. So, hey, finally, there's a stock where COVID's a tailwind, not a headwind. That's nice. Um, big exposure in North America, 88% um, uh, growth over there. So numbers um, looking pretty good. The Penthrock sales weren't as great. So that's kind of, if, if there is a downside here, it's the, it's, it's, it's the green whistle sales. Uh, because as you can imagine, we, with COVID and lockdowns, people aren't going out and mm. breaking legs and dislocating shoulders and things like that. Yeah. So um, that's that's the negative there. So it, assuming that backs out, will it back out? Um, then then it's going to return to growth, and it's uh, it, you know, and, and that's that's a great thing. It's not very cheap though. You know, 330 times uh, price to earnings ratio uh, doesn't have a dividend uh, at this point. So um, look, look, let's cut to the chase. What does the chart say? I'm glad you've got it on screen. Um, it's got a bit of a pulse, but not at the moment. So it, it's one I'd be looking at if it, you know, if, if it made a big blow-off low, so a big V-shaped low, I, I'd, I'd potentially be looking to buy so it. So if it got down um, to that March, March you know, low, four, which isn't four, far four off. Four to four, four to four fifty is probably your zone down there. Um, if we don't see that, then you're waiting until it turns back through six. So at the moment, um, it, it, it's it's a nothing from me, uh, and you're just watching for those uh, two events to occur before you get involved. Okay, um, Chris. What do, you, what do you think of it? Uh, it's been put to me in the past that of all the med techs out mm. there that promise you, this has actually got a product you can see is being used and being sold yes. around the world. Well, it's a really interesting one. Apart from the PE, you read the numbers and you go, I can see where this can be in three years. You yeah. can see the growth yeah. globally over the next three to five years. And that for me is what you want to see in a stock. Yeah. Uh, this is almost a classic bottom draw stock for me. Uh, you buy on price, and I agree, if you can get a four in front of it, you probably start yep. buying. So wait for a little bit more weakness. I, I, I don't mind that trend after looking at the details. I mean, you look at that chart, you want to wait for it to turn. Yeah. But I'm probably in the other camp. It's it's off because people aren't going out and having car accidents and getting injured. Now, yeah. that won't happen forever. So if you're willing to own that for three to five years, I think it's got fantastic prospects, actually. Yeah. I think you've got global market opportunities. And they've pivoted through that, so they're already in market in places like the states and Europe. And, so for and you me, look at that pre-March sell-off, yes, up around eleven bucks. Mm. Oh, absolutely! When, people when were buying the future. Yeah, people yeah. were buying the blue sky at the moment. They're discounting it. Yeah. But that will come back. So for me, if you're willing to hold that for three years, it can be a ten-dollar stock comfortably. Right. Uh, again given this market and, and the market's not not chasing it at the moment. So there's a, enough people sitting on the sidelines, but certainly worth doing a little bit of work for those investors out there that don't mind looking at balance sheets and looking at markets and market penetration and the size of the market opportunity. That's definitely one doing some homework because I think okay. over three years they could execute and be a very successful So at this business. level, a yes, stick it in the bottom drawer? Oh, still a hold. I mean, oh, I've got buy okay. at lower levels, buy soon. So, yeah, I'd like to see it a bit cheaper okay. because we can be greedy in this market. Yep, sure. Yeah, okay. Don't have to chase. All right, thank you for that, Jimmy. And uh, Cassandra, uh, Chris wants a view on Ramsey Healthcare, the, uh, the big private hospital um, organisation. Uh, a lot of people may not realise that Ramsey Healthcare, you see it, out and about their facilities, 77,000 staff, 
eight and a half million patients a year. They're in Australia, France, United Kingdom, Sweden, Norway, Denmark, Germany, Italy, Malaysia, Indonesia, and Hong Kong. This is huge, Chris, isn't it? But Massive. It's, a, it's a homegrown uh, private hospital business, basically. Sure. Enormous. Absolutely. Paul Ramsey and now his foundation are doing some great work out in the marketplace. So yep. a very, very successful business. I cannot recommend buying this stock today. Right. We're talking about uncertainty in the market. Yep. There's already enough. I want yep. to have as much certainty as I can when I buy a stock. And what's going to happen in Europe? You just touched on the UK, particularly yep. in France, where they're huge. We've got partial lockdowns in both. Germany is well announced. Now, if they are going to shut down elective surgery, their business goes to almost zero. So yep. it's that uncertainty of those earnings and what's yep. going to happen. Um, it's not priced into the stock. At $50, you can buy it just on history. It's a great, well-run business and it always bounces back from adversity. Yep. It's just at the moment, we're just booking in brand new uncertainty into the stock and we're not getting paid for it. So right. I will watch that closely which because is, it's a great which business. Is, which is nothing against no, the company. they'll do it's everything just, that they can do. It's a circumstance. So is this one of those ones that, you know, if it, if it gets hammered... Like is, Flight Centre. Yeah, this right? is a, a foundation sort of investment in your portfolio, if you like. A blue look, chip. look, I think so. I mean, if you want right. to play in healthcare, you know, you've got your CSLs and your Ramseys, your Sonics, your Resmeds, Resmeds right? Those yeah. sorts. So yeah. it's definitely in that category, although being in private hospitals, it's related. You've got an aging global population in Western Hemisphere. So yep. in theory, they're going to have more people going for treatments and elective surgery moving forward. So you've got all the fundamentals. Just now, we've had a whole wave of uncertainty, particularly in the European market. So I'd wait till that, that uncertainty flushes into the market right. price yep. and then you pick it up cheaply. That's okay. my view. Yeah, yeah. Calm. hope it doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I'm completely understandable with what, what you're saying. Um, Carl, what do you think of Ramsey? Yeah, look, it was going really well pre-COVID, as were, were many other stocks and businesses. So, you know, it was all-time highs before COVID back in February, and then um, obviously COVID hit and went from 80 down to sort of 45-ish, uh, back up to 70, and now heading, unfortunately, it looks like uh, probably into the 50s. Uh, look, everything Chris said, I agree with. I would note, however, that the Australian operations are about two-thirds of their earnings. So, uh, yes, they've got... Um, some overseas exposure and in some pretty hardly, hard, hardly, in some pretty heavily impacted uh, areas at the moment. Um, but, you know, Australian, the life, life here, as, as long as international borders remain closed, should get back to normal and then there'll be a backlog of those, uh, you know, elective surgeries to, to cater for. So it may not be as bad as we think. Um, and therefore, you, you know, you, you may want to try and get it a bit cheaper. I think you have to get it cheaper anyway, because it's not, it's not a cheap stock. Um, it's always, been on multiples of, of around about 40 odd because of the growth. Um, and, and that's fine when the growth is there, it's just not there at the moment. So yep. um, how do you justify a stock that's on 40 times earnings when, when the growth isn't there? So um, look, it's a no for me on, on, the, on the fundamentals. I can't see any upside potentially for a couple of, couple of years. Um, and then uh, and then the charts, charts not exactly um, shooting the lights out either. So um, look, if it got down into the 50s, it might be very interesting, but I'd have to see how it re responded um, to that fall before okay. I, I got, got excited. All right. Uh, thanks for that, Cassandra. Appreciate the suggestion. Uh, Carl, Darren uh, wants a view on Appen, the, uh, uh, the technology group that basically provides data for uh, uh, groups with their artificial intelligence, doesn't it? 
Yeah, no, a super interesting, super exciting company. And um, this is, you know, NASDAQ in Australia, um, all, all over, it's, it, we should be very proud uh, of that we have this company um, in a, you know, it's Australian grown, it's listed here that we can invest in it. So um, yeah, they, so imagine uh, driverless cars uh, are on the horizon. So, um, you know, Appen will help uh, the, the producers of the software uh, determine what's a car uh, that you you don't want to avoid, and you know, and what's what's a turnoff from the freeway that you do do want to uh, go through. So, um, and then that's only just one of the applications uh, for their technology that they have. So um, there's uh, voice recognition, uh, image recognition, and lots lots of uh, other things. So it's a massively growing market. You can talk about you know size of the addressable market, and the growth of the market, um, but you know anywhere between. Uh, I've done a bit of research on this. Uh, because I really like this stock, and you know, anywhere between 25% up to 50, 80% predicted growth in in the artificial intelligence area over the next decade. So they're 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 in a, in a massively growing market, and and bringing it back to the, the company, they're doing very well. So it's very well run. Um, they're, 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 they're you know, uh, compound annual growth rate of about 54% in earnings. Um, they're, they're doing all all the right things. So. Um, it's 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 not uh, it's not expensive, I think either. The, you know, it's a, we talked about Ramsey with a P of 40. Now this one's got a P of 50, but when you're growing your earnings at 25, 30 percent per annum, mm. um, that's that's not challenging because if you if you push that out five years, the PEs in the teens, uh, and people you know people are investing with with that sort of view. So um, uh, the fundamentals, I can't I can't fault them in terms of the technicals. Um, look, the, the long-term trend is, is up, and we've got a short-term downtrend. And for me, that just gives me an opportunity to to get the stock at a better rate than where people were ridiculously excited about it back in August and September. So uh, I'm looking around these current levels. I think 32 is is yeah, is, is probably level to buy. I haven't I haven't seen the, the current price, but we're probably there today. So um, we, we we do have a buyout on it. We've had it for a considerable amount of time, and I'm happy to reiterate, reiterate right. that buy today. All right, Chris, happen. Definitely have a consensus buy on this. This is back to you buy it in a few tranches. If we think that the market's got a few wobbles, don't fire all your bullets today, but you don't get too many opportunities in the stock. Uh, It is a significant global uh, business success. Its biggest clients are people like Facebook, Amazon, Google, uh, and the like, Microsoft. So they're playing in in the big boys pool and uh, it wouldn't be uh, out of place being on the NASDAQ or indeed bought by one of the big global players. So it doesn't trade with a takeover premium, but it just walks and talks like a great addition to some of those big players. Right. Uh, that AI space predicted to grow to $5 trillion by 2025. So they're yeah. in, they're, the, the market's growing. So you want to be in a growing market and be really good at executing. So for me, you buy on weakness, you can buy today. Uh, it will rebound on any risk on in the US post-election, any move on the NASDAQ, this thing will be putting on dollars a day. So for me, uh, wish you owned them at four bucks, but you're not going <laughs> to get that opportunity again. I mean, some stocks you've got to take a yep. five-year view. It's one of the best technology uh, success stories in Australia. And don't be afraid to hmm. buy uh, on weakness. It's come back into that buy zone. You know, between 30 and 33, you can start buying this stock. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, two ticks for, for Appen there. And uh, let's just recap the first five stocks and our stock of the day. Uh, Prosper, uh, a note from Carl. Chris is saying uh, a yes, but remember it's high risk. Well run business, that sort of thing. Uh, ANZ Bank, um, basically a hold from Carl. Uh, Chris would like it under 18 bucks. If you can do that, then it's worth looking at to, to rebuild. 
Galaxy Resources, um, a, a yes from both Carl and uh, Chris. Well run business. If you're a believer in lithium and, um, and there's some rationalization in the market there, um, Carl would probably prefer Linus if you're looking in that lithium growth area. Uh, medical development, um, a, if it gets down to $4.50, Carl's interested. Uh, it's a hold from Chris, but is a, a long-term investment um, if you're in there. Uh, Ramsey Healthcare, great business with um, Europe going into lockdown. The impact that that's going to have on private hospitals there creates some uncertainty too much uncertainty for Chris at this stage. Um, if um, uh, Carl Saber gets down into the $50 mark, uh, we'll then start to look at it then. And uh, Appen is a buy from both Chris and Carl. Now, the call has its own portfolio. It's been tracking since the 1st of July. If any stock gets uh, two thumbs up, like uh, Appen has done today, it goes into the call's portfolio. But if one of those stocks in the portfolio comes up and does not get the two thumbs up again, it goes out. And um, so today, Medical Developments, which was in the portfolio, goes out as a result, and Ramsey Healthcare does as well. Um, and that's all about keeping on top of your investments and the changing circumstances. Um, if we take a look at how the portfolio is going in the last week, it's down just over 3% for the month. It's up 4.5%. And since the 1st of July, it's up 14.5%. Now, if you want to take a look at um, uh, the stocks that we've recently added, we added a few ETFs yesterday from our ETF special, uh, Morningstar Global Technology ETF, the Bayonet uh, Vectors Gaming and Esports uh, ETF, the New China Economy ETF, and the Australian Property Securities Index. Now, Spark Infrastructure and Macquarie Telecom, have been taken out recently as well. And you can check all the stocks or ETFs we have in the portfolio. As I said, osbiz.co forward slash portfolio. We'll keep checking it. Um, on a quick programming note, EML Payments is holding its annual um, EML Con today. It's big conference uh, to launch its latest innovations and technology to shareholders ahead of the AGM on Friday. Joining us fresh from the conference is the CFO, Robert Shaw from the payments platform that is just after the call at 1 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. All right, let's get into uh, the second half of the call. Your, uh, your other five stocks you want us to take a look at. And uh, Chris Shelley wants a view on Baby Bunting Group, which is the uh, all things baby products, isn't it? All uh, things baby. Stores, products, yeah. uh, online, the whole thing. Mm. What a well-run business. It, it yeah. feels like the last business standing though, right? <laughs> so over the last year, it's seen off a lot of competition and really they are the biggest yep. player in the space. I guess uh, we're looking at uh, the state of the market and state of spending. So they've got a mix of, I guess, non-discretionary, you need to buy baby things. And then do we upgrade and buy more, yeah. more stuff, or a, a better yeah. stroller, Stro a better Slug grandparents. Correct, <laughs> 100%. So look, I actually take a bit of a psychological view. When we have a lot of uh, uh, people getting back together after lockdown, etc., cetera, uh, very family, it's going to be more of a family Christmas uh, for Australians than for decades in some yeah. respects. I think there's going to be a lot of healing around family. And, and a lot of spending around family. We're not having the overseas trips. 
uh, there's still JobKeeper and Seeker keeping people going, at least for the, for now. Yep. And and it's a very very well run business. So uh, you know the the dollar hasn't run away too much, but it's increased. So their buying power's increased because most of the stuff's imported. Yep. I believe it's come back about ten percent recently. It's it's in the uh, in the in the bucket of a successful uh, retail business. There's winners and losers, of course. The the accents, the Adairs, the super cheap autos, the Kogans have absolutely ripped recently. This is a bit more of a sustainable business, if right. you like, more of a core holding. You buy on weakness, it's just come back a splash. Look, I still like this business. I'm happy to buy it because uh, I'm looking for good retail for, in inverted yeah. commas. I think that meets it. It's very good okay. management, good execution. And I think there's still some underlying spend to come for that business, yeah. particularly leading to Christmas. Yeah, I think you're right. Everyone's going to get more family oriented, aren't they, after mm. what we've been through. Uh, Carl, what do you think of Baby Buntek? Look, I like it too. Chris mentioned uh, all the getting together after lockdowns, but it might be the getting together during lockdown that might be a plus for this one going forward. <laughs> Maybe help, helping, the, uh, <laughs> helping, helping the birth rate there. So. Um, Maybe that's maybe that's an upside, but uh, look, I, I, I do like it. It's, it's very well run. Um, oh, I'm just trying to think about what I can add to, to what Chris said. I mean, I like it for all the same reasons. We've had a buy on it since the start of August. Um, we got in around about 360, it got to five, and look, I'm, I, I, you know, hindsight's a great thing. But I think the, the the pullback here is is offering you an opportunity to get in at a, at a, at a you know 10 percent discount. So I'm um, happy to, to buy it around these these levels. Okay. The PEs um, you would you wouldn't say it was cheap, but it's it's growing its earnings really well. So you know you're looking at high high teens sort of earnings growth. So that 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 makes that mm. PE sort of palatable. Dividend yields about two and two point seven percent. So that's not terrible in this environment as well. Uh, and when you, you think that, you know, Vic, Vic reopening is going to give it some tailwinds also. Um, it's also done really well with its online sales. They just see, just appear to be ticking all the right boxes. So Chris mentioned uh, good retail. Um, this one definitely fits into that category. Okay. All right. Baby Bunting Group, uh, a yes from both Chris and Carl. It's already in uh, the calls portfolio, so stays there as a result. Um, Carl, uh, Kevin wants a view on Reliance Worldwide Corporation. Now, this is basically a global plumber isn't it? In, uh, uh, not to be derogatory, but designs, manufacture, supply, really high quality uh, premium water flow uh, systems and not only for, for water, but heating as well. Yeah, that's right. So they make the, the, the pipes and the, the connections and they've got some uh, you know, proprietary technology there that sort of sets them apart from, from the rest. Uh, very interesting co company operationally that they, they can give you that exposure to that pickup in the US. Um, so 62% of their revenue is coming from the US and 22% from Australia. Um, uh, in terms of uh, growth and earnings, they have been able to, despite COVID, still uh, grow their earnings, which I think is, is commendable. Um, the, the, the most of the growth is coming from the US and it was accelerating into the second half uh, of FY20. So I think that's some, some good signs as well. Um, strong cash flows, um, strong balance sheet. Uh, they've paid down a lot of debt. Uh, they're still paying their dividend, a slightly smaller one than before. Um, the PE is not, is, is, look, it's, it's, it's sort of um, mid-20s, mid to low-20s PE, so you wouldn't say it was cheap. Um, if, you know, if you think there's got, you're going to get that amazing growth from the US, that's going to continue. Um, we know the housing market is doing well, but that's, you know, that's, that's a little bit backward-looking now because, obviously, what's going on with COVID. So um, it's a little bit of a leap, leap of faith for me from here. Um, the chart looks pretty good though. So 
Um, you know, it, it's 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 turning around. It, it, you know, the, the long-term downtrend, downtrend is sort of abated, and we're moving up to an uptrend. Um, it's had a good rally into 440. It's pulled back to four. So, yeah, look, uh, look, it, it looks interesting here. I'm, I'm I'm sort of holding back from saying it's a it's a screaming buy at this stage, but it's certainly one that I'll be you know keeping a close eye on. Okay, so I hold at this stage. Look, um, if you've got it, I would I would absolutely hold on yep. to it. Yeah. As as for buying, not sure. Okay. Yeah, if I, if I held it, I'd be pretty comfortable. It looks fair value at the moment. Uh, but remember, we've got a choice of thousands of stocks. This is a great thing about the stock market. Yes, sometimes people have to look at capital gains and other tax. We don't give advice around that. But you have choice. We've just talked about baby bunting where we can see the growth drivers yep. and it's come back into a reasonable valuation. Uh, it's harder to see Reliance. They had a good quarterly update, I think even today. Uh, DIY, particularly in the US. So they've been out fixing the pipes, getting ready for winter and replacing right. those pipes that burst with the proprietary tech that doesn't. And, and you've seen that little boost. Uh, there is uncertainty in the US market again with coronavirus and you're not being paid for that in the price. So I, again, if you look at that share price, uh, particularly for the last uh, month, just looks like it's easing off and at four bucks it looks for a fair value i'd rather pay more of the 350 to buy it right. uh, and there are better risk reward options out there so i'm a hold it's a great global business great technology good long-term structural growth yeah. in this business so it is a buy and a pullback in my view if you're a three-year holder uh, but i can't recommend buying it now it's yeah. a solid hold and and you do make a really good point. There are only so many stocks you can have in your portfolio and it's yeah. judging where you think the best opportunities are, isn't it? And while the opportunities might be be good for Reliance, mm. there are better opportunities out there for people. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, is PointsBet a good opportunity? Phil wants to know. Uh, oh, Chris, points the, bet. Uh, the on online sort of the corporate bookmaker based here in Australia and Obviously, if you're a bookie in the US, New Jersey, in the United States, it's like a Godfather movie, is it? Um, but they did a huge deal with NBC, didn't they? Just mm. a, uh, a couple of months ago with NBC Sports. Um, first quarter of this financial year, turnover up 193% to $692 million. Uh, the gross win surged 282%. Um, the numbers are really taken a bit of a rocket, haven't they? Clients up by 73%. Yes, so points bet's a really interesting one. I'm gonna go with, you almost close your eyes. If you're comfortable with gambling and all of that, you close your eyes and start buying a little bit of stock at a time. I'll get to the reason why in a minute. So a lot of people in Australia don't know that sports betting was effectively illegal in almost all states in the US up until four years ago. So it's only recent oh, that, that it's opened up. Wow. So that's why the biggest agencies are out of the UK, right? Bet365 right. and William Hill and Betfair and Ladbrokes yeah, yeah, are all yeah. UK. Yeah. So we've still got this whole new kind of gold rush happening over there. Brave new world of legal sports betting. And points bet were one of the first to market there. They've got some great technology that won a lot of business. So right. you're at the leading end of that edge of that wave, and it's certainly not a saturated market. So expect more a bigger pie, which we right. talked about before. You want to be in growth markets, and they certainly are. Again, with coronavirus, we've just got to see if it really gets out of control and they have to shut sport again, that's going to hurt them. And we right. saw what happened to points bet during COVID and certainly at bet makers and others, they really ground to a halt, yep. tab call. So I'd just be cautious on that and just buy with a view that you're betting that they're going to actually um, 
be part of a growing market for the next five years. Yep. So you want a position and they're a really good way of playing it. But don't put it all in now just because uh, there is that risk out there and they're relying on obviously sports betting. If there's no sport, yep. they're going to struggle short term. Right. I mean, it'll only be a short term phenomenon. Um, right. Have a look at Betmakers as well. They provide the uh, online uh, software platforms for a lot of these big players to actually allow um, uh, wages to be made. So Betmakers is another right. one. It's about 40 cents a share. It's a lot cheaper but certainly plays on the same leverage. So yeah. don't be afraid to That's look at it. That's not a game. Would you class that a gaming stock or a software tech well, stock? Well, it's a Bitmakers. software platform yeah. stock, but it's in the gaming space. Yeah. So you're in a growth area again. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I like the space and, and PointsBet has certainly shown that they, since their IPO, I think it was only two years ago, yeah, they've executed right. really well because they saw the opportunity before mm. a lot of other people did. Okay, Carl, PointsBet. Yeah, look, uh, I, I, I like it. I, I should say, I, I still like it. So we've had a buy on this one since 10 July at about 6.20. So uh, fortuitous timing in terms of their NBC announcement. Uh, again, if uh, viewers want to catch all of my buy notes, head to the website, there's the plug. Uh, but yeah, look, it's a company making deal potentially. Uh, anything in sports you want to watch is, is on NBC. The only thing I think they don't have is the baseball. Uh, NBC also took a stake um, around about 650 and some $13 options uh, expiring at five years. So uh, oh. maybe that's an incentive for them as well to um, to keep points bet chugging along. Uh, revenues at the moment, uh, FY20 revenues are 75 million. The companies, these are companies estimates, they expect that to grow to 400 million in 2025. So it just harks back to what Chris said about uh, the, the market and the growth of the market. Um, all, all, the, all their growth metrics look um, fan, fantastic. And uh, if, you, if you'd sort of just looked at it on a first pass, you'd say that they're not making money at the moment, but um, just sort of on a, on a gross profit basis, uh, there, 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 is, there is money there and the cash flows are good, uh, but their sales and marketing and technology spend is just massive at the moment. So, um, so, so that kind of puts, it, puts them into the red bite once you, once you take that into account. But the point I'm trying to make there is, is that's not a bad thing. That's all investing for the future. That's investing for growth. Um, so yeah, look, I agree um, with Chris. It's, it's one of those you kind of buy it, don't look at it for for a few years, and you, you're going to be fine. Um, yeah. So look, I was, I was going to say, look, it's it's more of a hole for us. Just just because you, you want to know whether you should buy it right now. So so we've we've had a buy since six fifty. It's easy to say hold. Um, if you don't have it, where do you buy it? I think that's the key question. And 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 it's it, it's weird. I'm saying if you had it from six fifty, hold. But if you don't have it, I wouldn't buy it here. Um, so, so let me explain the disconnect. I, I think there's probably going to be a bit more of a pullback before you do get that big opportunity to buy. And right. I think you could see it uh, under 10 and, and maybe even around that sort of nine uh, level. That's where you'd be looking to get in. Okay. All right. Um, Carl, uh, we're going to go from betting to, uh, to funerals now. Uh, Propel Funeral Partners. Uh, Vishal wants a view. That's why I love the call because we get big stocks, small stocks, uh, the whole yeah. range of sectors. Um, it's uh, it's fabulous, and um, uh, certainly Propel Funeral Partners have um, had the had the COVID issues, but they just put out an update only uh, a day or so ago, and um, earnings starting to rise again. Cash flows back in. Yeah, no, look, they've they've actually done really well um, through the COVID crisis. So you know, order of magnitude, sort of ten percent dips through um, April, May, and then. Uh, they, you know, their June uh, uh, June sales were were higher than they were pre-COVID. So, 
um, largely unaffected. I guess it's, it is it is one of those industries that uh, COVID, no COVID, you know, you're still you're still going to need them at some stage. I like the name Propel. I wonder if that's got anything to do with what they're proposing to do to you uh, into the next plane of existence. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully they're propelling uh, us up rather than down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, shoot you into space, maybe. Um, but no, look, it's, it's now Australia's, Australia New Zealand's la second largest um, provider of death care services. They've got operations all over the place. They had a record year in FY20, uh, strong growth in revenues, earnings, as I said, uh, back up to pre-COVID levels. So every, everything's heading in the right direction. Um, they largely maintained their dividend. They just pulled that back a little bit, um, I guess, just managing their capital. Uh, don't have any debt to speak of. Um, not not crazy cheap, um, P of 19, but uh, given the growth, I'm happy to stick with it. The dividend yield is very good, 3.7%. So it's up there with ANZ, for example. Um, the, the, I, the difference between this and ANZ, I would say, is that this this is this company's growing earnings um, right. at the moment. So that's mm, definitely a bonus. Okay. So um, if I had to pick between ANZ or this one, I'd probably pick this one at the moment. The chart's nothing to speak of uh, for now, but as long as it holds above 270, I, I think it's constructive to, to move higher. Okay. So a buy for Propel. Chris, what do you think of Propel? Look, I'm, I'm a hold on Propel yep. uh, only because I have a slight preference for InvoCare. Right. So if I've got a choice of capital for Vishal, I'd, I'd pick InvoCare. If we look at what's happened, there's been a restriction on funerals, the number of people that can attend, obviously. Yep. So that's had a big revenue hit. Uh, obviously, protracted in Victoria, the rest of uh, Australia has gone up to, I think, 100 people, which for most funerals is, is enough. Yep. Uh, there's also been a big dip in, in the death rate. So people aren't out and about. There's been a much uh, more benign flu season or almost non-existent. People aren't, uh, you know, having tragic accidents or car crashes, etc. So, um, you know, everyone being locked away has actually had a, a net benefit, but uh, Father Time will get you in the end. Yep. So anyone that hasn't passed away eventually in the Don't next Don't look at years, me like that, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that old. No, way no, past no. you. Way past you. Uh, should I call you sir? Yeah, yeah, no, right. bugger off. All right, Koshi. Uh, so look, I think structurally uh, it is recovering and yep. we do have an aging population. Uh, both Propel and InvoCare provide a fantastic solution. The difference between the two is Propel has grown quite a lot through acquisition. I would rather let them digest some of their recent acquisitions yeah. um, before I'd buy them, so I'm a hold there. InvoCare has already spent the money on really revamping their funeral homes to have yeah. a full offering, including the after-service wake and party yeah, yeah, and yeah. celebration. So They got liquor licenses and the whole thing, didn't uh, they? They do. Yeah, so yeah. so I think InvoCare, and from a price earnings ratio perspective, InvoCare okay. around $10 is probably the pick for me. But definitely this space, I believe, uh, who would have thought we, we, we're talking about funeral homes and predicting we should, they're a better <laughs> bet than ANZ, but that's true. That's where we are yeah. because the earnings and the growth profile is more yeah. predictable than where we are. The amount of credit in Australia that we're going to be providing, is that really going to grow in the next year or two? There's yeah. a lot of question marks around and, that. And margins very slim. Mm. All right, our final stock, uh, Clevis wants a view on clean space. Now, it's only been going about a week or so in terms of listed on the market. It's a, a workplace respiratory uh, protection equipment provider. So it's uh, for hospitals and things like that. Absolute sweet spot at the moment. Um, floated last week on an issue price of $4.41, got to a high of $7.44. Um, it's back around to six fifty-seven at the moment, but producing products 
um, North America, Europe, uh, Asia, India, the Middle East. So a very big existing production company. They're about to, uh, the reason for the, uh, for the issue was so they could uh, get a second production facility up and going as well. So it is a, a sweet spot. We mm. had, um, I think, a couple of fund managers on last week saying mm. you know, they basically sold <laughs> half their stock yeah. last week because they got a 50% gain sure. uh, almost overnight. Would you be buying now, Chris? Uh, I'd be buying this stock. I mean, it's very rare that we find such a high quality medical technology yep. stock. Not surprising that a lot of the founders came out, I think in 2006, yep. maybe, uh, from a little business called ResMed. Yep. Uh, they've applied a fantastic best of breed uh, solutions globally, and they're rolling that out globally. So we're talking about industrial masks as well, yep. respiratory protection, uh, full face masks. So yes, it's fantastic for COVID and of course, protective equipment stockpiles globally will need to increase significantly in every country. So the growth yep. profile is not just ended when there's a vaccine. Uh, it's quite a hot stock when something lists like that, it's gonna bounce around. So how do you buy it? I think you can buy a little bit today because a lot of that profit taking's happening. Yep. But again, buy a bit at 650, buy a bit at six, if you're lucky enough to get it at 550, this is a business that could be $20, $30 a share in five years' time. It's, mm, it's okay. a fantastic global so growth story over five years. Okay. Yeah. Carl, what do you think of uh, clean space? Yeah, look, I agree. It looks very interesting. So uh, great, great product, uh, great management team, and it's really right at that sweet spot. I've said it many times on the call that I like to get these when they go cash flow positive. Um, and, and the R&D's done and, and the rubber's hitting the road and they're selling their product. And that's where this one is. Um, there's still a lot of R&D going on, so that is a big part of their expenses, but that's hopefully going to lead to new products. But the good news is that the, with the company being cash flow positive, you can start, you can, you can continue to fund uh, the, those R&D expenses. Compare that to a company which is all R&D and no revenue, yep. um, you know, that, that, that's where I don't want to be. So uh, absolutely, it's just about price for me. It's just about valuation. It's currently... Uh, based upon FY20 earnings, there's not a lot of history because it's it's a new float, right? So it's, it, you have to go on the prospectus in the last couple of years they provide you. Um, you're looking at about 85 times uh, FY20 earnings, but but growth is, is spectacular. So um, if you take that sort of five-year view, longer-term view that Chris is talking about, then then it, it starts to look a little bit, quote-unquote, cheaper on that basis. I think, as you mentioned earlier, the stags are the problem, and if people aren't familiar with that term, um, when you have an IPO and you have that big... Uh, pop up on the open that those profits are called you know stag profits and the people who have them are called stags so um, once the stags work their way through the system i note that the um the the core holders are escrowed for another couple of years so shouldn't be a problem there but i, I think you'll get it cheaper so so it's a buy for me it's just about finding the right price and i don't think it's the right price now uh, you could see it, it it'll definitely i think go below six as we as we edge back towards that 441 float price uh, it'd be a no-brainer, I think, if, if you saw a five in front of it. Okay. All right. Uh, let's just recap uh, our final five stocks. Baby Bunting, a yes from both Chris and Carl. Uh, Reliance, a hold from both. Uh, points bet, uh, a yes from Chris on a gradual basis. Do a bit now. See if you can get it a bit cheaper later on. Carl's a, a buyer under, six, under $10. Uh, Propel Funeral, uh, a yes from Carl. Chris prefers InfoCare and uh, clean space again, but put your tie in the water now and follow it down. If you can get it in the fives, uh, it is a no brainer. 
Uh, Carl Kapalinga from uh, Tech Markets. Good to see you, mate. Thank you for that. And yes, you too. Thanks, David. Chris McDonald from uh, from Morgan's. Good to see you, mate. David, well great done. To see you. Heading back to the northern beaches. Mate, go and tuck by, back there. Good yeah. idea. God's own country. All right, mate. Good to see you. All right, that's it from us for today. If you want to uh, uh, suggest any stocks for us, um, email in the call at ausbiz.com.au. Uh, or by Twitter using the at TV handle. Don't forget, if you want a uh, roundup of the day in business and finance at market, subscribe to COB, the close of business. Uh, Scuddy and Nadine bring you a wrap up every day in your inbox by 5.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Subscribe at osbiz.co slash join. And uh, Startup Daily Show coming up between two and three. Uh, Shannon Poulton from Good Thanks a new startup to help reduce the fundraising costs of Australian charities is coming up on the Startup Daily Show to take you through all of that. So a lot happening for the rest of the day on Ausbiz. You don't want to miss a moment. Enjoy your afternoon.